Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We mentioned this unique occasion of Whanganui and Cook's Gardens being recognised by World Athletics. It's um, being given what they call the World Athletics landmark plaque at the same time. Our Athlete of the Century, Sir Peter Snell, was basically given legend status by World Athletics. The man who unveiled those plaques is my guest on the program. He was a bronze medalist at the 1972 1500 metres at the Olympics and, of course, the famous New York Marathon in 1983, the great Rod Dixon. Rod Dixon, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Mark, and everybody. Uh, And, you know, out to the New Zealand community because Auckland's going through incredible, incredible um, challenge and we... The New Zealanders are supporting them with blessings and prayers and and everything. So yeah, yeah. Now, Rod, you've recently been up on the North Island. Um, it all culminated in this uh, great privilege of you being able to unveil these World Heritage plaques and these landmark plaques by World Athletics. But that's yes. not the only thing you did when you were here in the North Island. It gave you an opportunity to catch up with some good mates. Oh, absolutely, Mark. It was just uh, incredible. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, I think probably, I mean, obviously the first thing was family, and uh, it was great to have a time with the family uh, after uh, a couple of years of being kind of, you know, here and there. And then um, and then wonderfully, uh, July, uh, January, January 12th, uh, with John Walker for his 71st birthday. Uh, and that was very, very special uh, to be invited by Helen, Lady Helen, we should say, Lady Helen and the family uh, to share time uh, with John and, and uh, to, to see him blow out the candle and the cake. And, <laughs> yeah, but, and, and also, too, to share special memories, which John responded to with... You could feel it. You could feel the energy. You could feel the emotion. He wasn't able to quite express it, but he still uh, was able to share that moment with us all. And for for those who are listening, and I'm not sure, but uh, our great Olympic hero, Sir John Walker, uh, is into his 16th year of Parkinson's, and and it's. Um, it, it's a heartbreaker, but the fact is that it's always great to be with him and to hug him and to share time with the family. Uh, yeah, mag- magical. Uh, I went on to Tauranga to see um, uh, Julian Oakley and Santana, the great New Zealand uh, middle distance runners, and our legend, uh, Kevin Ryan and his wife Jeanette. And Kevin has finally retired from making shoes for champions all over the world with New Balance and Reebok and Adidas. Uh, just an incredible. And, of course, 
in his day, fifth at the Boston uh, Boston Marathon, uh, 1973, uh, representative uh, at the Pacific Conference Games in Canada, uh, 74 Commonwealth Games in, in uh, Christchurch, one of our real legends, and um, trained by Barry McGee, um, very uh, fabulous guy, um, and Kerry Hill. Kerry Hill was one of our greatest coaches of sprint and sprint short distance. So wonderful to catch up with Kerry and the family and Venera and, uh, uh, had a birthday. So it's just been just a magical, magical uh, New Year, Christmas, New Year, and catching up with these amazing friends. And now I'm back in Nelson and ready for a challenge. Uh, we're going to be putting together the Kids Marathon program together with uh, our new mayor here in Nelson, uh, the Honourable Nick Smith, who wants to ensure that every, every kid, well, we should say no kid left behind, every kid in elementary school gets the opportunity to participate in ABC, which is Agility Balance Coordination. So it's just been incredible, Mark. I want to talk about Cook's Gardens because it's been 61 years since Peter Snell broke the world record for the mile there in a time of 354.4, uh, beating Herb Elliott's world record. It's a venue that has seen 75 athletes break sub four minutes for the mile and World Athletics commemorated it by giving Cook's Gardens a landmark plaque and giving Sir Peter Snell a World Heritage plaque, posthumously under the category of legend. What are your memories of Cook's Gardens and just how special is this place? Oh, <laughs> well, you said it all there, Mark. Um, it is um, 75 athletes have run the sub four minute mile there. Um, it, it, I went there and and I should say 1971, <laughs> last century. Um, so it was really a significant moment when I was invited there. And in, those, in that time, Tony Polhill had won the British 1500 metre title. And when they called me and they said, we want this young boy from Nelson, I hadn't done anything really. And, and Russell Sears called me from Wanganui and he said, we want to invite you because we think we can run the, we can host a soft four-minute mile. And I, I went up and I was just overwhelmed by the, the generosity of people, the, the wonderful feeling, the warmth of people, the community who were so enthusiastic. And, of course, in those days, the cycling track was around the, the, the grass running track and so running and cycling. Uh, Ron Cheatley, Ron Cheatley, who's a legend in cycling, he, he was there and, and, of course, he's still there. <laughs> um, but it was just incredible. And we ran the mile, and I won the mile in four minutes, zero, zero, zero point one. So I was one hundredth of a second off breaking the four-minute mile. And that was <laughs> that was pretty devastating. I... I, uh, but nevertheless, it, it sparked a whole new era. And Kevin Ross was a, a, a New Zealand 800-metre champion, 1,500-metre champion. And really, and then, of course, in 1970, Dick Quacks uh, won a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games in Edinburgh. Uh, 
and it just sparked off a whole new generation of running inspired by Peter Snell, Murray Hilberg, Bill Bailey, Barry McGee, these incredible people who had set the world by one mile world record and Olympic champions and Olympic record holders. It was just a whole new era. And wonderfully, talking with Santana, who ran a brilliant race, 354.8, to win the Brooks Classic. And uh, he's probably on his way now to Melrose Games in New York and the Boston race. And But, you know, these young kids today, they appreciate the heritage and the history of Wanganui. And I said to Russell Sears, I said, Russell, this has got to be the home of the mile. I know everybody wants Ifley Road and Sir Roger Bannister, but I said, New Zealand has a very unique stadium here at Cook's Gardens where 75 runners have run under four minutes for a mile. And that, in our sport, is significant, really, of uh, any other what's going on in the world. Uh, yeah, Rod, it's interesting because people still might not realise this, but almost three many, three times as many people have climbed to the top of Mount Everest and have run sub four minute miles. I mean, these days, if you've got a lot of money, if, these days, if you've got a lot of money and you're, and you're sort of fit, you can always pay to be taken to the top of Mount Everest. You <laughs> cannot buy your way. You cannot buy your way through a sub four minute mile. It knows no names. It knows no reputation, socioeconomic backgrounds, religion, race or creed. Right. I love it, Mark. You've done your homework because, yes, and you know that um, I I was inspired by Sir Edmund Hillary and, and he became a, he was the patron for the Kids Marathon running program. I could go and, and have a, a cup of tea with him in his house in Remuera and, 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 and I, I said to him one day, and that was when he was still alive, that twice as many people have now climbed Mount Everest and have run a sub-four-minute mile. And he was, he was very aware of that fact. Uh, I think he was a little disappointed about what was going on and the, and, and the, um, uh, the, the aftermath of all these people climbing, especially, you know, garbage and everything else left on the mountain. He was a bit, a bit distraught about that. I'm hoping that they have made improvements on that. But it is, as you say, Mark, um, we, we, you know, you can, anyone can climb Mount Everest now, uh, but you can't, you've still got to do the hard work uh, to, to run a sub four minute mile. And, and, and of course, you know, when Roger Bannister did it in 1952 and, uh, and then opened the floodgates to, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, John Landy from Australia, then breaking it. And then, of course, you know, later on, Jürgen May and, and, and the history of it is just fascinating. And that's why, you know, Mark, with my kids' running program, we have 26.2 miles to the marathon. And the final, the final mile is a significant moment for these kids. And in New Zealand, kids are starting to talk about 26.2 and running the mile. And so I want that. Gener the next generation to know that the mile is very, very special, uh, a very special event and a very special uh, historical heritage moment for our sport.
Where were you? I mean, I would imagine you might have just been in your teenage years or maybe 11 or 12 at the time when Peter Snell broke that mile in 1962. And how big a story was it and how did it change athletics in this country? Yes. Well, I was I was 10 years old and just, just and we were, actually, I was in the school athletics, but we weren't able to join a running club which had Harriers and and track until you were 12. But certainly, at 10 years old, I was the fastest 100 metre runner in our school. And wonderfully, our fourth grade teacher was a runner. And he told us about the history. He told us about running. And we all thought that running was fabulous. And the whole school would go out and run right around the school ground. Every lunchtime, they... After the after the uh, recess bell for lunch, you had to sit down and have your lunch. But after that, they would have a they, we had a fire bell that rang, 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 and every all the kids got up and ran round the school ground. And I think Monday, Wednesday, Fridays clockwise, Tuesdays and Thursdays counterclockwise. So you know it was very much uh, run, jump, play, fun time uh, for us kids. And running was very much part of the culture of the school that I grew up in. You're listening to SENZ. The great Rod Dixon is my guest on the program after Cook's Garden in Whanganui is recognised by World Athletics and Peter Snell also recognised under legend status by World Athletics. It's a funny thing though, isn't it, Rod, when you look at New Zealand and its history in athletics, these days a lot of athletes will go to altitude, but in the 60s, in the 70s, a lot of international runners came to New Zealand to train. One Tree Hill would come and run Arthur Lydiard's famous Waiatarua, and the Waiatarua is basically the Waitakere Ranges. I've always thought that's another loop that should be recognised, whether it be recognised by World Athletics or whether it be recognised here by the Council, by Auckland or by Athletics New Zealand, because that in itself is a very historical loop. That was very much a key part of the diet for that Lydiard era and was pretty much every Sunday, every day, every week of the year. And when you read the Lydiard stories, you read your histories, you read Rod Dixon's, John Walker's, you'll always find the word Waiatarua, the 18-mile or or the 18 or the 22-mile loop that Lydiard had you guys run or that future coaches had you run. Yes, there was a, it was, I remember I came up uh, from Nelson with a guy called Ross Parsonage, who really, he was already a marathon runner at a young age. He just was just able to run like Forrest Gump. You know, he was just amazing. And I remember we came up and we went up to Waitarua. I think, I don't think we ran the 18 or 20, but I think it was a 15 miler. And I was, you know, we went to the waterfall where Snell and Helberg and Bailey and Lydia all took their, splashed their water and drank the water. And that was, that was incredible. It was an incredible feeling that you were in their footsteps and drinking, the, drinking from the fountain, you know, well, it was a creek <laughs> or a, a little uh, um, a waterfall. And, and all that was just very, very fascinating. And also, too, I mean, uh, at the domain, 
the the one mile loop around there that that became famous from runners and runners one all over the world would come and run that and also to one tree hill there was a loop there and and over the stone wall you know like they, they did cross country back in the england days 200 years earlier so new zealand does have a very historical uh, uh journey for running and uh and wonderfully you know the the Auckland Marathon and the uh, Queenstown Marathon and the Hawke's Bay Marathon encourage uh, those people who come from overseas to run those races to encourage them to go to those historical or heritage points so that they too can join the journey. I mean, my big thing was, of course, to to run the Fifth Avenue Mile in New York, to run the Philadelphia Distance Run, to run the Cascade runoff in, in, uh, in, 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 in uh, Oregon um, to go to where uh, Bill, Bill Bowman, the coach of the Oregon four by one mile relay team. There. So all these moments are bit, and of course, my special moment was to run on uh, Ifley Road, Ifley Road, to run on the actual track that Roger Bannister ran. So all these moments. Young kids today have got to be seen to be connecting to their past because it is part of their future. Yeah, it's interesting too, isn't it? I mean, arguably, when you look at athletics, I mean, the name that stands out amongst all in terms of his contribution is Arthur Lydiard, and everybody thought that Arthur Lydiard, well, he went out there, he did a marathon twice a day, and he came up with this optimal training mileage of 100 miles <laughs> a week, and that's been disputed. Some people say, look, probably... 80 mile, but that's not the point. What people forget, and I'll get you to comment on this, what Arthur Lee actually gave the world was periodization, wasn't it? We hear the word, yes. we want you to peak. We want, we're in a training phase. We're in a build phase. Well, that was Lydia, wasn't it? Base work, strength yes. work, speed work. Yes, yes. And, and, and that was the, if we say that was the foundation, that was the foundation of the pyramid. And and, uh, and and incredibly, and I was, and I admit, if I may, uh, Lorraine Moller, an absolute legend, uh, pioneer woman running along with people like Millie Sampson and uh, Anne Smith and, and other, Val Robinson, who, you know, redefined the woman's ability to run uh, more than a mile, you know, because in those days they weren't allowed to. Um, and so Lorraine has been able to carefully uh, redefine and, and, and use the Lydia system, the Lydia principles and philosophy, and have built it to a certification program for people all over the world to become aware of what is required and to balance it. And so the Lydia principles and philosophy continue through these incredible people like Lorraine Moller and other coaches around the world. And and really, no one has been able to say, well, we've got a better system. No one has been able to create because Lydia was way before his time. And I and I got to give Percy Cerati, who trained uh, Herb Elliott in Australia, he was very much too like a Lydia. And when you looked at this idea and Fran Stample, who created the Parklet system, and, and all this together have allowed athletes all over the world to be where, what they are today. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, Mark. 
Rod Dixon, as always, an absolute privilege and a pleasure to have you on the program, mate. Greatly appreciated, and congratulations on being given the honour of unveiling those plaques at Cook's Gardens over the weekend. Thank you, Mark. The great Rod Dixon there. It is amazing, just the absolutely iconic pieces of geography, uh, tracks that we have in this country, that if you go back through the history of athletics, were a big part in the establishment of the sport when really the whole jogging movement, the whole running revolution took off towards the end of the 1960s and well into the 70s, whether it be One Tree Hill, whether it be Cook's Gardens, the famous Waiatarua, and I'm sure that every little community around the country has that loop, that famous running loop, that one loop that the famous runner out of your town ran. Uh, 